Hello and welcome back to the podcast. This is Hope and Mum Dad podcast with Becky and Fuzz. And we are all about IVF, the ups, the downs, the trials, tribulations, and other fancy words, uh, all about IVF. We're, we're currently waiting to receive treatment ourselves. Uh, and we just thought we'd share our journey um, as we get into the whole world of trying to conceive. Um, so today's episode is uh, with the lovely Jenny and John, who we know via uh, Becky's sister, Annie. Yeah, well, we grew up and went to school with Jenny. Vague, loosely. It's a bit of a connection. Anyway, um, these guys uh, shared their story. Uh, they've been through a hell of a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's quite a positive story too. I don't want to give too much away, but if you want to hear uh, some nice stuff with good endings and some positivity to get into your lives, this is one to listen to. But before we jump into that one, mm-hmm. me and Becky just sort of going to check in with you. And let you know how we've been doing and, and, and life behind the, the lens slash microphones, etc. Mm-hmm. So how are you feeling in yourself, Becky? Uh, not like it's Tuesday. We're recording, we're, we're recording this and it's Tuesday. Mm. And I feel like it's Friday afternoon. I'm really tired. Mm. Yeah, well, oh, that's because you're a teacher. Although, uh, we're not allowed to talk about it. Yeah, we Secret do. Secret teacher. No, you always... Becky's a primary school teacher, which is a tough job at the best of times. And the uh, easiest way to piss off a primary school teacher is to say, six weeks holiday. Don't do I it. I joke. I joke. Mm-hmm. But if you have any friends or family that are primary school teachers, literally just say to them, how many holidays do you get here? <laughs> and then run. Yeah. Um, because when they are in work, they work like, redi- like it's insane how mm. tired you come home. Um, and, and how long I'm there. Yeah, and it's kind of like primary school teacher slash social care worker, it seems, sometimes, in some yeah, situations. can be. Yeah. So, But you're knackered. You're yeah. coming home. I've been, I've been the homemaker. You've been the homemaker, and you've been busy on your bike. We went on a bike ride today. That was yeah. fun. Yeah, it was It was good. Nice. Short but sweet, but still lovely. Wow, that's the thing. You've got to, like, ease into it. Like, I've been training yeah. for my Ironman, so I, I rode... I've been doing lots of long-distance bike rides, like... Mm. Um, uh, three hundred. <laughs> yeah, I know. I did like three hundred kilometers on a bike last week, um, which was good. Yeah, but I gotta be a little bit not careful. But I gotta sort of. I'm gonna work on stretching. I know we've got some mm. friends, the yoga smiths up in the world. Um, I, they've been doing some online. Uh, that's a shout. That's a shout out. Wow, I just did a shout. Out. Yeah, yoga smiths. Um, they're doing a lot of online stuff, so I might get in touch with them about um doing some stretching and things like that and just to feel better with myself because like you know i've been a bit anxiety mm. just lately well I've, i think most people are but like yeah if you get it if you sort of suffer with getting low sometimes and being anxious and that then mm. it's, it's not a good time for dealing with all that anyway yeah so i've been trying I to think, keep busy on the yeah. bike we've been keeping busy and we've been making sure we've got things to do on the weekend. So um, last weekend, we met up with our good friend Adele mm. and went for a trip to the Forest of Dean. I don't Dean. know if you know her, she's a singer. Um. <laughs> so we went to... No, it's Adele, not Adele. Okay, that joke doesn't work. Yeah, it does. If they listen to it, yeah. anyways. Anyway, um, we went to the Forest of Dean and we had a gorgeous walk and a bit of a picnic. But it was quite eventful, gorgeous. wasn't it? It was gorgeous. It was eventful, the yeah. The walk. That's how I would describe it. Yeah. Gorgeous. Do you want to share a few more details? Yeah, Becky and Adele. Uh, <laughs> I took my camera because I'm a photographer. That's what I do. And I got, and I was like testing some kit out. And I said, I'm going to take some pictures here. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to wait up ahead and I'll catch up now? They get to. They walk ahead. There's like a turning with like three different turn offs. And instead of thinking, um, oh, let's just like let's just stay here because that's like we're just a, a little bit ahead of where he is uh they went oh we'll go down this this lane thing wherever like the route and it was the wrong we did say we were going to do um the four mile route no the, the, just follow the signs yeah the route that's what we did but you didn't there was a shortcut no, we didn't realize blue, it was a purple sign the monument trail sculpture trail, sculpture trail. yeah 
and you didn't take that and i didn't see him i didn't have any phone signal mm. and i thought oh no no worries no need to stress they're just just ahead <laughs> and then i went on and then i went on and then my phone still had no signal and the light was dying i had 20 minutes of light left my i didn't have any google map saved and i was like i'm lost now. <laughs> i'm gonna I, die in the woods I, yeah and it was a, a bit of an ordeal and then on the way i had to, i ended up having to like going down a gorge and climb up a every time a you've thing retold this story you've um described that with a different adjective ravine. ravine gorge trench and every time you say it it's a bit more dramatic it's less dramatic <laughs> a gorge it's less i'm going less dramatic next time it'll be a canyon no it's a thing it's a it's a gap in the with river run through but it's mm. not a river i don't know what you call that so anyway, got out of there and then I was like, fine. And then I was like, I've kind of got my bearings and I was like, mm. it, no, I actually, my Garmin watch has got this feature on it where it, because I put it on for a hike to record. Yeah. For, and then you, I didn't realize, but I was like looking through it and you can retrace your steps via it. And I kind of figured out the last bit from that, but it was pitch black and I heard this massive like rustling. And I was like, oh, do they have foxes or something here? And then I was like, oh, Becky said something about wild boars. And then all I heard was this, this whole bush <laughs> And it wasn't me. Yeah. And there was this whole bush shaking and I pooed my pants. <laughs> and I started running. All the while, me and Adele were just enjoying our little Mark's expensive picnic. Yeah. <laughs> like, Very oh, bourgeois. he's taking a long time. We were really quick. <laughs> These canopies are to die for Adele. <laughs> like, <laughs> Bougie little uh, picnic. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was fine. I thought I was going to be pissed off, but mm. I wasn't. Yeah. It was so, a bit stressful. That is what we've been up to lately. Mm. So, um, if anyone is interested in IVF abroad and would like to know a bit more about that, then stay tuned and enjoy listening to our little chat and conversation with um, Jenny and John. It's a positive one. Hope you enjoy it. Yeah. So, Jenny and John, welcome and thank you for being on the podcast. You're welcome. It's great to have you here. How are you both doing? Very well. Yeah. Just a bit sleep deprived, but uh, (laughs) all worth it. Um, So, do you want to just tell us a little bit about how? I mean, how you came? How Sophia came to be? (laughs) Sophia is the end. Well, it's at the end. It's it's been a very long journey to get to you. Yeah. Um. So. We got married in 2013, mm-hmm. um, started trying straight away, as you do. Yeah. Um, but I previously had uh, an operation uh, when I was 12. Um, that meant, uh, meant I had a lot of adhesions, so mm-hmm. everything was stuck together. So our bowel, bladder, floating tubes, ovaries, everything was stuck together. Um, and they said you might have difficulty conceiving. Yeah. Um, so when we started trying, nothing had happened after a year. We went to the doctors and said, look, look, you know, nothing's happening and whatever. So we were referred for uh, dual usual tests, but they said likelihood is it'll be the adhesions that are causing the problem. Uh, so we referred for IVF and then the we had three rounds. We were really, really lucky. We had three rounds on the NHS. Unfortunately, none of them worked out. Um, and then we researched a clinic in Greece mm-hmm. called Serum, uh, who aim to get you pregnant naturally and they did some infection screening tests on on me and and uh, found that we, there was some infection so mm-hmm. we both took antibiotics for about three weeks and uh, i got i fell pregnant naturally wow. Um, wow but yeah which was after how long have we been trying there about four years five years uh, I think it was four and a half years, wasn't it? Twenty eighteen, start twenty eighteen. Yeah, about yeah, about four and a half. About years. four and a half years. So we were like, "Whoa, this yeah. can actually happen." Um, and I was due to go. Oh, well, I went over to. Hello, gorgeous. I went over to Greece with my mum because yeah. uh, it was a planned visit anyway. Uh, but while I was over there, I, I started bleeding, and they thought I'd miscarried because my hormone levels were going down. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when we came back to England. Um, the pregnancy test was still showing positive, uh, and and increasingly so. Um, so I had scans and all sorts, and it was ectopic. 
So I actually oh. had an operation then to remove my left fallopian tube. And then when they were in there, they said, look, your right fallopian tube's rubbish. It's blocked. It's massive. It's nowhere near the ovary. So it's probably going to be absolutely useless. Best thing is to have it out. So mm. at the end of that year, I had it. I had a second surgery to have that tube removed. Yeah. Um, so then effectively, I, well, I've got no tubes now. And then we, what did we do? Oh, we did another round. So we thought, well, now I've got no tubes, it might be higher chances of working. Yeah. So we stayed in England to have a round of IVF in England. Was um, that privately had, this time? Yeah. That was private. Yeah. Um, and then, because we we'd researched go go up to Greece to, to Serum to have uh, to have a round there, but we just decided it was logistically we just didn't have it work. We thought we knew the system here in England and yeah. things like that. So we stayed with our previous consultant. Right. Yeah. Um. But unfortunately, that round didn't work. Mm -hmm. uh, but literally, as soon as that we knew that that hadn't worked, I went, right, we're going to Greece. That's it, yeah. we're going to Greece. I don't <laughs> care what we're doing. And then so I emailed them, like, how soon can we come over? Um, so they said, right, like, we'll wait three months. And then... Sorry. Started, <laughs> yeah. um, and then, so we went over in September, mm -hmm. had the egg collection. And then I went over in October with my mum to have two embryos transferred and one of them was her wow um, yeah. oh my goodness so that is quite a story really to, like both of you um and especially Jen like you've really been through it it sounds like it was a lot I mean I, yeah. as far back as when you were 12 so did they discuss with you yeah. and your parents like when you had that operation at 12 how well, it could affect you my auntie remembers the conversation with my mum that they, they warned my mum that I might have problems conceiving, but my mum doesn't actually remember that conversation. Yeah. Um, but you you just tend to think everything's going to be fine. Yeah. It won't happen to us. It'll all be fine. Yeah. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll be the ones it'll work for, and it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and when we did start the IVF process, they did a test to, to check the um, check my tubes, and it, like it's called a lap and die test or mm -hmm. a cosy. I can't yeah. remember the exact long name, but it's hide yeah. or something, um, which showed that my tubes were, were clear and mm -hmm. um, the, the dye actually went through. Yeah. Um, but evidently, obviously, they obviously didn't work. Yeah. Um, so um, I was just interested. You said that um, uh, you, you after you got married in 2013, you started trying. Then you got you got you sort of checked. You went and got uh some medical advice after about a year of trying and nothing happening and then yeah for, just to clarify like you were trying for four or five years that's not ivf is that like or is that ivf oh that's ivf yeah well, we're also trying obviously naturally every month yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so i just think yeah i think um that might have got a bit confusing um because yeah. obviously i think becky already knows that bit <laughs> but um so for the listeners um just a bullet point in the timeline again. So it was um, uh, got married in 2013. Um, yeah. Trying to conceive for a year. Nothing happened. Went to the doctors. Doctors yeah. sent you for tests and investigations and stuff. Said yeah, it's probably so your uh, uh, tubes and, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, and then you started doing IVF in the UK for like four or five years. Yes. Wow. So, yes. and then what is, what I think is really interesting is the fact that you did four or five years, uh, you know, numerous rounds, I imagine. Right. Um, yeah. and then went to Greece and did like an alternative kind of thing. Cause I, you know, it's obviously a medical procedure and they proper medical people, I imagine, but it sounds yeah, a bit yeah. different to what people think of. And you, uh, you know got pregnant naturally which is like yeah. nuts was it a shock yeah. when that happened for you guys oh yeah well what what we were doing is i was going over with my mum and they were going to perform an ultrasound scan to, to check my, my womb and environment and the tubes and everything like that and so i had to have have my period before i went over to greece yeah and I was waiting, and I was normally I was regular with clockwork. You know, I'll say regular. Yeah. My cycles were quite long, but I was regular with anything, and it just wasn't coming. It wasn't coming, and I was like, this, you know, I should have been on by now. 
and um, so then I did the test and it was it was positive it was very very faint positive yeah uh, but it was it was still positive and it that was a complete shock yeah absolutely because you obviously shock. do tests every month and like you've never had a positive before that yeah no never had a positive before that not even with the IVF not with all the yeah all the transfers and everything we'd had I'm so sorry uh, that I'm sorry that it didn't work out that one yeah must have well, but you got that awesome yeah. bundle of joy there, right, on your lap. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we things like we were still living in a flat at that time, a second floor flat, and you know, it, John was studying for a law degree, and so things. Whilst obviously the baby would have fitted into that, it, uh, looking back, it's like, was that the perfect time? Was now the perfect time? Yeah, and it's possibly now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it, oh. It's awesome to see. Um, babies. Yeah. Like after you know all the stuff we talk about and people and the waiting around and the heartache and the the, the downs. It's awesome to see the ups and the positives. You know, yeah. actual um, yeah. success oh, yeah. because it's a long road. Like you've been on a really long road, guys. So on your NHS cycles, did you have um, three rounds and were they all like fresh transfers? Um, the first round, there was a delay in the first, so it, it was a, it was it was a fresh transfer, but it wasn't directly after my egg collection. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, we got sixteen eggs the first round. That's really? quite a lot, right? Four. Yeah, I think it's about four fertilised. We only had one transfer, didn't we? We had one transferred, and they were keeping an eye on the other one to see if it was freezeable, which it wasn't. Yeah. The second round, we got eight eggs two fertilized but they both made it to day five so yeah. one was transferred one was frozen yeah so then we had a frozen transfer so that was our third transfer and then the third round we had 17 eggs do you know all the numbers escape yeah. now yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah more than two yeah two transferred at the same time at the same time and it wasn't it wasn't to be yeah. so um, did they did they uh after each round did they sort of tweak the recipe of what they were doing kind of thing like um they did for the the yeah they did for the third one they the for the second round they had the same amount of drugs as the first one as the first round but obviously got fewer eggs so then on the third round they upped the number they upped the drugs so we can get more eggs again um and then we sort of wondered well hold on on the rounds we got the fewer eggs they were actually the better quality embryos yeah so our best to do fewer eggs to in the hope that the quality will be better yeah um so then on the fourth round the private round we got five eggs all five fertilized didn't they yeah wow. only one made it to day five okay um yeah. and that sadly didn't work either yeah, yeah. um and then greece and we and got then, and then it was yeah and then greece they did i would say probably they definitely did different drugs. They were stimulated in a different way. Mm. So they used Clomid as a stimulator instead of... Uh, um, and the I've heard about that. Mary and Al every other day, or it was a low dose every day, or whatever mm. it was. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they did try different things in a way. Yeah. And af- after I'd had the tests and stuff from Greece, we would then did antibiotics with the... Third, with the fourth round with the private cycle yeah did you um, did you think maybe the like like in the first thing i think of when you, when you told me that was like wow did the nhs even check you for infections and stuff is that something is that a different part of the no they don't test not, no. it's not a routine test on the nhs no you can pay for it now they've they called um alice and emma tests yeah okay. um and so and yes you can pay for them privately alongside the nhs but they don't the nhs don't screen for them yeah because i know we we got a lot of friends in america and stuff and we spoke to people like without without uh, medical care uh, medical insurance and sometimes like what people do is they just buy the and buy the antibiotics without having the tests for stuff like if if they stand on a nail or you know tetanus shots and stuff not like fertility that. wise no no no, no well, I'm, well maybe. <laughs> we haven't we haven't spoken to anyone about yeah. fertility stuff but um yeah it's, it's really interesting no just yeah. buy them and just you buy them on the internet yeah. take them and then yeah like sometimes it's dangerous really isn't it yeah. yeah no i'm not 
please anyone listening do not do that i'm just i'm just interested in how um i know you weren't condoning i do not condone taking medication without a doctor's prescription um but yeah so do you think that's like a big thing in in the uk do you think do you think that affects a lot of people like this infection stuff that i would think so i mean it's obviously difficult to know exactly yeah you don't know too much about it on the grand scale of things I mean, fertility is is just so unknown that you know it, it might have been because we also went sugar free that month as well. Yeah, we? maybe your bodies were kind of freaking out a bit, and yeah, so it could be that we went sugar free that month. That could have been why we got pregnant naturally. Yeah, it could have been could be that you know it might not have been the antibiotics at all. It just yeah. might have been an absolute fluke yeah. that we got pregnant this time. Yeah, it's just it's know, hard, isn't it? Because like. So unknown. Yeah. And what's right for someone isn't necessarily right for other people. And, yeah. and timing as well. And like you said, you know, the different yeah. the different um, transfers and stuff that you had and the mm. different quality, the, you know, the variance and the difference of quality in eggs and the, mm. the amount of eggs. It's like, yeah. I took me and Becky are kind of like always talking about this. You know, Becky's like, maybe we should do this and maybe we should do that. And, you know, trying to hedge your bets as much as possible, which is like... It's desperation, really, well, isn't that's, it? That's oh, yeah. I, you try everything. But that's what everyone does. And I'm kind of think, And I try and sort of balance the boat out a bit and go, okay. But, like, just... I, I think if it makes you happy, do it. But yeah, maybe yeah. that is the actual thing. Do you know what I mean? The stress and the, yeah. the sort of feeling yeah. okay about it, which is... Yeah. I can't tell you how many supplements or how many different supplements I tried. Yeah. Oh, I took over yeah. those few years. I just lost track. There Did was, you was feel better for it? It's difficult to say. Because you were stressed about the situation, so it's hard to know, I guess. It's probably it's it's probably knowing I was I was doing something to try and help. Yeah. yeah. Um that I that I was um you know, something practical that I could do rather than waiting for our next appointment or yeah. next that's, month. Or, it's so annoying, you know, isn't it? Like, that's IVF yeah. is just waiting. Yeah. If someone said, what's oh, IVF yeah. like? You go, oh, well, have you ever waited for anything? It's like that. Yeah. It's just <laughs> literally but, waiting. Yeah, but once you start, it's like, shoom, it just goes, doesn't it? Oh, once, yeah. once you start with that first injection or something like that, it just goes so quickly. Yeah. Um, and then when you stop the injections, when you say when you've had the egg collection, you're waiting for transfer, mm. that time is just sort of like, it goes so, so slowly. The worst two-week wait ever. Yeah, yeah well, after transfer, that's the longest two weeks <laughs> of your life ever. Well, 10 days is just, it, yeah, just so long, isn't it? How, so um, long can you tell us a little bit about um, the the birthday, you know, the, uh, you know, the lab like, the labour, the arrival of this little awesome creature uh, well the, I had um, <laughs> daddy's got it figured out it was an IVF baby I was in the consulting yeah I'm actually in the swing okay just taking her out to the swing <laughs> <laughs> oh I've got this um We've got this swing, which is brilliant. It's it's like it's like a rocking swing, and she's yeah. just, and it's got lights above it. Cool. Oh, I want one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Because so, I just I can imagine being through so much, you know, so much being through so much. Yeah. And then you're pregnant. Like, how did you feel going through those? You know, the second and third trimesters and stuff. Were you just like, oh my, ugh, just nothing wrong, nothing wrong, nothing wrong. Oh yeah, well the first, certainly the first trimester, before you can start feel movements and you know that there's something there, mm. that's, it's so nerve-wracking. Mm. And I actually started, I actually started bleeding um, after six weeks. Oh. Um, and I was like, this, we're losing it, we're losing it, we're losing it. Because um, you've gone there before, yeah. Yeah, and we, um, so I went for an early scan and it, it they, they warn you, they say, look, I'll have a look around first and then I'll, then we'll tell you, you know, the results kind of thing. They, and, cause you, so you're lying there thinking, please be okay, please be okay, please mm. be okay. Um, and then they said, yeah, there's, there's a heartbeat and there's, there's a baby and it's all okay. And you're just like, oh gosh. Yeah. That, that can um, happen, just, you know, bleeding can just happen a bit, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it can be completely natural, completely normal, can be the egg, the embryo just burying in a little bit more mm. you know a bit build a bit deeply into the night lining 
Um, but they actually think that the second, because we had two embryos transferred, mm -hmm. they actually think that the second one started to develop and then stopped. Um, okay. And my body was getting rid of that embryo. Mm. Uh, but she said the, the other, the, the baby was too, was far, far enough away from that embryo that it was, wasn't going to affect it, which is brilliant. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then I think, was, uh, I think I had another bleed. I didn't have a bleed. Or, I, I can't remember the exact. So we had scans at week six, seven. And I think we paid for private one at week eight or week nine. I can't mm. remember. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that's the thing when you, because... I didn't, I, I was, the only real symptoms I had, I didn't have, I, I was sick a couple of times, but not really, I felt nauseous a lot, but I completely went off chocolate, which is really, really <gasps> wow. weird. Wow. Yeah. Really weird. <laughs> that would be the same um, for me, Jen. <laughs> uh, we went out for a meal with John's family, and um, I, I just said to John, it's going to be really weird if I don't have a pudding. It's going to be really weird, because I, cause <laughs> so I had to some pudding down, oh even though I really didn't want it. <laughs> Um, but and then as soon as if the sickness stops or if you want chocolate or something like that, you go, yeah. what's happened? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to drop. Oh, I'm going to lose the baby. I'm going to yeah. lose the baby. And it's so yeah. it's just so nerve wracking. Yeah. Like looking um, back, would you do you have any kind of words of wisdom for anyone that might be in that period now? As in, like the cat, you know, they're pregnant, but they're just a bit of a wreck, <laughs> trying to get I to. I don't think you can because the. The best thing that I would say is relax, and that is the last yeah. thing that you are able to do. Yeah, like you know, relax. Mm. Being relaxed is so important, but it's the last thing that you are able to do. It's or the, probably you, want to hear if you're tired. Yeah. Or relax. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. People say, "Oh, just relax, it'll happen." And like, you get, get lost. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think you got. It, mm. it's, truly so important yeah. um, to find something that does relax you. So you know, go for a walk. I got you know the coloring books, the adult coloring yeah. books, and yeah. things like that. Well, one um, one thing I could think of um, just to sort of uh, that might help people sort of relax and see a bit of light at the end of the tunnel is if you if they look at your story, uh, mm -hmm. which is very long and lots of ups and not uh, you know lots of you know uh things not Turns quite working out yeah so but you have an, an awesome little family yeah. so like yeah you got there like and you know that yeah. might so yeah it like, gives you hope yeah because i think that your story in particular you've been through quite a lot of like I, becky knows more she's like the expert in uh people's stories because uh <laughs> she's, that's all she is reading and doing all the time yeah but um yeah i mean like Am I wrong in saying that, like, you, you had an unusually long and sort of semi-complicated journey when it comes to IVF? Probably. Like, most people would have got done a little bit sooner or swiftly. From what I've heard, I think it, it it's so personal. Mm. There's so oh, many so long so. ones. There's so many short ones. But, you know, yeah. you just can't even predict it, can you? No, you can't. I've had people in... Um, I'm part of a, a support group for the mm -hmm. Hewitt's facility for the um, Hewitt Centre in Liverpool. Yeah. And there are people who have been trying longer than I have. Yeah. You know, and it's so, you feel almost guilty when you mm. come to the group and say, it worked, I'm pregnant. And then yeah. there's other people who have IVF and it works the first time. Yeah. And then you go, you get, you go, you have this moment where you go, I'm really, really jealous. Yeah. But then you go, okay, I'm really happy for you. Yeah. And it's almost like they know the difficulty that you've been through. So, and vice versa, like I know anyone who's going through IVF, I know how tough it is. Yeah. And I think you guys are so brave by talking about it even before it's happening because John and I were so closed about it yeah. while we were going through it. I think partly we didn't want all the questions and, you know, when's your next appointment? How's it going? You know, mm. you've had your transfer, are you still waiting? You know, are you yeah. pregnant or you're not? And yeah. those sorts of things. So we've sort of kept it fairly quiet i mean obviously family and friends and stuff knew about it yeah. but we've we kept it fairly quiet until obviously our happy ending if you yeah. like or yeah. until sophia came along um just because of our luck but now we ju it's just given that as you say it's been such a long journey yeah it's nice to give that hope at the end of the journey and to, yeah. to say it it can work it does work yeah and support you know. other people like you're doing so it, that's why we do it just to share stories and you yeah. know, like you say and yeah. people listening that might be going through a bit of a rough patch at the moment 
um you know hopefully they can like listen and 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 see the the end of your sort of story so far and um and you know feel a bit more positive and hopeful about it like i know it's such a personal thing that's what that's one thing that i'm really like getting um i'm really like finding out from everyone that you speak to is that yeah like every you know i i I always ask people oh would you give any advice to people or would you you know do you have any sort of tips or things that you think might be helpful for other people and they always have a few but then they always precursor it with um but yeah like this is just what I wanted um, or yeah, did and yeah. felt like. And it's so personal that you can But just listening to other people's kind of yeah. quirks and things I is think helpful. because it's such, um, well, it's described all the time as like a roller coaster. And I think the actual journey, because you can't predict it. And also because it twists and turns all the time. But also because your emotional state throughout it through, yeah. like you've mentioned just before, when you're actually finally pregnant and going through the infertility and the IVF like you can be happy and excited from one day and then depressed and down and vulnerable the next so it's yeah. trying to remember isn't that pregnancy those... anyway regardless Pro- probably oh, but yeah. it's just yeah. prolonged yeah. isn't it for years yeah. when you're going through this it was really weird because like, when I when we finally got pregnant I, I was sort of like I, I don't know what to do now I don't know what to expect <laughs> with the IVF I knew what to expect I knew what to expect when I had the hormones and you had to feel and you know, I knew how to expect when I had the embryo transfer. Yeah. I knew how to, I knew what, how I felt or how to feel when it was, if it was negative and things yeah. like that. But now I've got this positive and then think, what, what do I do now? What, what do I think? What do yeah. I worry about? You yeah. Know? Mm. Yeah. Um, Is it safe just, to be excited? <laughs> yeah. Exactly, when did, probably. did you have a point where you were, where you kind of let yourself kind of think, you know, get a bit excited and be, you know, relishing um, it and, or was it literally probably birthday? When probably when she started moving inside me, when you feel those kicks and you feel those movements, yeah, you go, "Wow, this is real! I've, I've got a baby inside me!" Yeah, and it it's just the weird, the most amazing feeling. Yeah, um, it's just absolutely incredible. Um, and but but now it's weird how you then move on to your next stage because now I, I can't remember being pregnant. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's really weird. It's because you're knackered all like, the time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> now she's here, obviously, we've got the, to focus on her. Yeah. Mm. I mean, uh, you mentioned the birth story a bit earlier. We had, you know, we, we had to be induced and we were, it was, we were over 24 hours in labour and then they wow. said, right, okay, we're, uh, you know, enough now, we're getting her out. So she came out the sunroof, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, which was more difficult than I thought it was it was obviously easy for me I was lying back on the table well but not then, easy because you went through 24 <laughs> hours of labor first yeah well, I did yeah, yeah. Did, did they ask you about it did they and say they, was it part of the plan before did you speak to anyone you know no they just went oh whatever happens happens well yeah well that's what I was like I mean I wanted a water birth but yeah. that didn't happen because yeah. um, when you as soon as you start you as soon as you go for induction they're considered high risk mm-hmm. um so then so they said no no so then once I knew I wasn't going to be able to get in the pool, I was like, right, I'm having everything pain relief wise. I'm having everything um, that I need. Um, so I had an epidural. Yeah, so they started labour on Sunday afternoon in Britmore Waters, went on the drift. And then I went, I had an epidural Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then it was Monday. And I was progressing really well. And they said, right, you, need, you know, nine and a half centimetres, nearly ready, nearly ready. And I was at that for about four hours. Wow. And it was six o'clock in the evening that the doctor came in, examined me, and went, I'm not happy. She's going to start, well, we didn't know it was a girl, but the baby's going to start getting distressed. We we need to get her out. Yeah. And then she was born at half seven. But it's that, so in that respect, I kind of expected the worst. So even in in the house and stuff, I had things ready. So, so, you know, if I do have a section, if I do have, you know, a cesarean, then I won't be able to do this, this, this. But it's probably part of my, my job as yeah. well. What is it <laughs> so, you do again, Jen? Uh, occupational therapist. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So you prep so, the house for all different scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get my desk marked by you. Like, I've, I've built my own ergonomic desk with, like, all parts because oh, yeah, so, yeah. it kept getting wrist off. Oh, yeah, I'll have to get my... Yeah, uh, but even the practical things, like, I have the, you know, we've got a cabin bed in a little bedroom, so I've put the, the changing mat on there because I thought I'm not going to be able to lean down, I'm not going to be able to yeah. lift her mm. up from heights and... You know, just just things like that. Just and yeah. life hacks, I would call them. Done. 
Yeah. <laughs> but common sense. Common yeah. sense. But super organized common I, sense because you did it. You preempted yeah. it. I spoke to an occupational yeah. therapist before and he, he the, the example that they gave me, the wow, the wow example was like, uh, say you go put something in your boot yeah. um, and it's at the back of the boot. And he's like, yeah. how do you lift it up? And people like lean over and bend over and pick it up. And he goes, watch mm-hmm. this. And he just slides it to the edge of the boot and picks it up. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, so simple. But how many people's yeah. backs have gone put out because? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. they bend in the wrong way or twist in the wrong way yeah. or yeah. yeah. So did you have yeah. to stay in in hospital long? Because obviously, um, for anyone listening in the future, um, Sophia is probably going to be considered a COVID baby. There's a huge generation of people who are either born during COVID or were conceived during COVID. So I guess they're yeah. all going to be banded into one happy bundle. Um, yeah. So how was that experience? Was John allowed into the labour with you? Or? When was this? Sorry. Two months ago. Wow, I didn't. I... Yeah, July. Wow. You met know. you met Sophia like five minutes ago. How yeah. old did you think? I she thought she was older than two months. No. Oh, she's fresh. huge. She's fresh. Yeah. She's a she's I didn't say gorgeous. that. I, yeah. <laughs> she's got gorgeous little cheeks. She's got a very long back. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she's, 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 she's big. Um, wow, so I didn't I didn't know that at all. Yeah. So two months back. Were you like, <laughs> right. oh, so not only have I just like been stressed and gone through hell to get here, I've got like the end of the world happening at the same time as well. Yay. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> we went in, oh, no, not at all. We went in um, on the, when I was 39 weeks. So we went in on the 9th of July. And then there's a because I'd had a couple of sweeps, they said, right, you're three centimetres dilated already. We could break your waters. You're progressing really mm-hmm. well. And um, so we're just waiting for space on labour ward. As soon as the space, you can go down. Right, OK. So then we waited and we waited and we waited. And it, was, it wasn't until Sunday evening that we went down. Yeah. Um, so we were literally stuck in a room. So John was able yeah. to come in with me. Yeah, that's But good. he wasn't able to leave. <sighs> um, he, could go to, he could go to the hospital canteen and that was it. Yeah. Um, so we got proper cabin fever. Uh, and they were wake, they were waking me every four hours to do my obs. Why I don't know because they wouldn't be doing that if I was at home. Um, so we were tired already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and John was like, "Well, you know, this is eating into my paternity leave. You know, can't we just could we go home, come back with the space?" And I said, "No, yeah. you've got to be here because they're in the space. We'll move you down immediately." Um, so then we had her on the Monday afternoon, Monday evening. Yeah. And then on the Tuesday. They were talking about sending me home, and I was like, I'm not no. home yet. <laughs> I, did, I did. I mean, they got me up at three o'clock in the morning, basically, like, and I walked and I had a shower the next morning, and yeah. you know, I, I was progressing really well, but um, her feeding wasn't brilliant. It was on yeah. top of the feeding, so we stayed until the Thursday. Yeah, well, you've just been through um, an operation as well, and I know it was COVID, yeah. but even if it wasn't COVID, I think they try and sounds like they get people out pretty quick. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Which, and to be honest, if she if she'd been feeding okay, then I probably would have been okay because I had John there. Yeah. And my mum was, you know, going to be my chauffeur. She was brilliant with like lifts and you know anything we wanted, like shopping. Yeah. And my auntie was brilliant and yeah. would bring us food. Mum, mum bought us a takeaway for the first time. Oh, nice. <laughs> so we got home. Um. So you know, I had loads and loads of support. It was really good. Yeah. Um. But. It, I don't know whether you're aware of the tweet that John made. No. So John, no, yeah, you um, said in our text messages that something happened. Yeah. yeah. So when she was, but so on the Tuesday we sort of announced it on Facebook, and yeah. John did a tweet and basically said, you know, this is a, and I just did a bit of a summary of our journey. Yeah. And said, uh, you know, to pe- that people don't give up hope and things yeah. like that. And somehow we're not quite sure how it went pretty viral. Wow. Um, and it ended up with like five and a half million people viewed it. Oh my wow. goodness! Um, no, I had no it idea. Just, it just absolutely went through the roof. We couldn't have asked for a bigger response. Reaction. Yeah, Twitter celebs. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then, by when did we go on Thursday? So on Friday, we had a phone call with a journalist. So we were on the phone, we were on the phone to a journalist for over an hour. On and they said, right, okay, we want to do a a. a um, we want we want to do a newspaper article and and the mirror on Sunday we're like all right okay Granada reports wanted to talk to us yeah so they said we're coming around on Monday and I was thinking oh, this baby's a week old I yeah like, yeah I know <laughs> what am I gonna look like yeah I've just had an operation <laughs> hello and I've just had a baby yeah, exactly um 
but it was great that we were able to get the word out there and things. Yeah. So then, yeah, I think she was 10 days old when she went on Granada Reports. And wow. The, the article in the mirror came out the week after. Yeah. Um, but it was just, yeah, the response was just unbelievable. So, yeah, top of new baby, sleep deprivation. Yeah. Celebrity the, status. Celebrity, well, not to call yeah. Five minutes of fame. Um, but yeah, just so, and John has a lot of messages from people who were going through it as well. Yeah, even people like from America and things like that who've seen the tweet and said, Well, we're going through this as well. And like it says, You know, have you got any words of advice? Have you got any, you know, we're going, this is our journey. What mm-hmm. can you do to help? You know, just how, how can you advise us and, and yeah. things like that? So, John was also replying to them as well as trying to look after me with the baby yeah. and everything. So, it was a in intense time it's one of those that you look back and go how, how did I do that yeah <laughs> but then and I think almost in a way the COVID situation sort of did help if that's the right word yeah because we weren't inundated with visitors yeah so we had like so my mum came round and and things like that so like a couple of times I've, I've texted her I was like mum can you come round just take her while I just go and have a nap yeah um so she did that a couple of times. So it was eight. We were able to form our own little bubble. Yeah. Um. So she was able to come around and help. But so we were sort of lucky in that respect. So we yeah. didn't have this massive influx of visitors. Like and no pressure. Going, oh, come yeah, no pressure because it's it's so difficult to say no to people that when they want to come around. Yeah. And I don't want to say no to people. You know, I like yeah. seeing people and showing her off and things. Yeah. But it was it was quite good that we were able to space out the family visits if you like as well yeah definitely uh so we were able to once we felt up to it i was able to go to people's gardens sit in people's gardens yeah and, you know with, with mama's chauffeur yeah <laughs> people nice. moved from around to our garden and, and things like that I... but, and then it was like oh it's getting a bit cold for sophia we better go in so yeah. you know we were able to yeah. sort of cut, cut it off a little bit so yeah. oh that's good we, yeah so there, there are positives to having a, a baby in covid yeah oh, definitely yeah. Oh yeah, and that, no visitors in hospital as well. Yeah. Um, it was when that was, was probably a downside as well, but it was sort of yeah, definitely pros and cons yeah. at the yeah. moment. I mean, getting get out. Yeah, time wise, I can't I can't fault it to be honest. We've yeah. been, we have been so so lucky. So um, we're just crossing our fingers because huh. we got told by uh, IVF. Uh, I never know the bloody clinic name. IVF Wales. Just Wales Clinic. Fertility Institute. <laughs> Wales Fertility Institute. Yeah. If you're listening, we are free. <laughs> Monday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You tell us when to come down. We will be there. Whenever you want to start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of, Yeah. No, but so they told us, because um, uh, Becky phoned up, said, oh, what's going on? You know, just wanted an update. What's going on? Blah, blah. Uh, and they said, you know, hopefully we'll be um, trying to see people. Uh, again you know getting back to normal procedures and stuff so mm. you looking at your stuff you we should we hopefully will be giving you a call at the end of this month uh and we are in, and we're in september right now mm-hmm. if you're listening in the future or next month so we're just like ah oh, you know touching get to the end of the month now come, come on, on cross your fingers <laughs> just waiting for that yeah. call but it i am getting we're both getting a little bit anxious about yeah. the ups uptick in you know you the know, pandemic. Yeah. yeah. If basically people are being wallies, <laughs> the northern term picked up living <laughs> on the world. Um, <laughs> people are going out and being irresponsible and being wallies and having house parties and not doing social distancing. Mm. And it's really hard for me to politely say, stop it. <laughs> yeah. We want a baby and if like 17 kids crammed into a house party and then spreading it all over the place and making people ill is gonna shut down the nhs again don't be a wally yeah Mm. it's really really frustrating i i i I got really upset with the whole you know irresponsible behavior stuff before and now i just switch the news off and stuff but now that it's like and i just go whatever people are going to do whatever they're going to do we just do what we can and be good citizens and wear masks and do stuff yeah but it's getting really really upsetting now like when we're getting really when it feels like we're getting really close and yeah. we need people to 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 you know behave yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but um do you know jen going back um to your 
story. When you finished your treatment with the NHS and you weren't eligible anymore with them, how did you decide to go abroad to seek treatment? Um, I don't know. We had the we had the option, so I looked at clinics here, mm-hmm. um, and we. Well, we're, both John and I have family who live in Athens. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that probably was a bit of a deciding factor. Yeah. A um, few people from my fertility support group have been to, well, they've been, they've been to Cyprus. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the clinics were northern Cyprus. And I knew John being Greek Cypriot wasn't happy about going north, north Cypriot. Yeah. Um, so I just looked at Athens because we, we love the city anyway. And we've yeah. been there a few times, so we knew it. And as I say, we both have family there. So I just thought, if anything, goes wrong or if anything could be support yeah there's someone mm. there who can even translate for us as well yeah. and you know and i mean as it happens it wouldn't have been a problem at all because all yeah. everyone in the clinic speaks a really really good english and they were all absolutely lovely they were just so amazing i mean so it's it, so we with the clinic that i was at you fill in an online form about your history mm-hmm. and you know history of all the cycles and what treatments and everything that you'd had before and then they do a Skype call. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they, they first sent me back a really detailed email about, oh, have we tried this? Have we tried this? Have we tried what about this? And ask more detail and things. Mm. And then do a Skype call and suggest things and, and whatnot. And by that point, you know, we still haven't paid them any money at this point. So wow. you're, just, you're getting loads and loads of advice. The first thing I paid for was when I sent for the te- sent the um, samples off for testing. Yeah. Um, that was the first amount of money that I sent sent them so it they were the, just the support was just amazing and yeah. it, that clinic in particular the, you just feel like they really want it for you yeah you know they don't care about themselves they don't care about the money you know they yeah. and greeks are very known for being very laid back anyway yeah, like, yeah oh whatever you know and we're going oh really sorry i haven't paid that money yet and they're like, oh don't worry it's fine <laughs> don't worry you know just yeah. do this whenever and it's yeah. just so so lovely so that was, i got a really really good feeling from them yeah. when i had that correspondence with them yeah um and on they do try everything they can to try and get you pregnant naturally yeah rather than going for ivf and that did appeal to me because obviously after already... having three rounds of ivf i was just i was better done I was yeah needles and everything i was like i regulate i you know i ovulate regularly mm-hmm. you know there's obviously it's obviously, we know it's a physical problem right yeah you just calm down there uh-huh. Uh, we have, we know it's a physical problem or likely to be a physical problem. You know, we we just want to try and get naturally present naturally if we can. Um, I'm just saying about the clinic and how good the clinic were. Oh yeah, they're brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's hungry actually. Yeah. She can't be hungry again, mm-hmm. mother. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so... um. Sorry about that, everyone. No, that's no, no problem. She wouldn't, she wouldn't sat at all. Oh, bless. She's bright as a button now. Um, yeah. So how does it work logistically going abroad to have it? Do you have your consultations mainly on Skype? And then, like, how do you have all your medication and stuff and then everything else? Right. So we went over the initial consultation mm-hmm. um, and we had... Uh, I, well, I had to scan and stuff while I was there. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, what happened? So, yeah, everything was over, like, email mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have a list of uh, uh, pharmacies and things that you can use. I think I used Fertility to You, I think Pharmacy to You, something like that. Yeah. Um, and then the yeah. clinic send over a send over the prescription to them, and then they deliver it to you. Yeah. So you have to pay, obviously pay for it privately. So they deliver it here. Yeah. And then certainly for... So here had a baseline, you have... Um, you pay for ultrasound scans privately. So there yeah. are a few clinics on the Wirral that do it. Yeah. And I want to use one in Liverpool. So I had a scan here, sent it over to Greece and yeah. said, what do you think? Yeah. Oh, here we go. And you've seen the story of how we got you, baby. Yeah. Um, You're going to hear this a lot over the years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then they say, right, okay, start this medication on this day. And then for certainly for egg collection, I had to be over there for day seven. So yeah. they scanned me. And I said, right, okay, yeah, carry on with the medication for this day, this day, and then we'll scan you tomorrow. So you'll go back the next day. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah. Carry on, we'll scan you tomorrow. And then you go, right, okay. And then they say, right, we'll do your trigger tonight, and then we'll bring you in on such and such on this day, you know, for, for your egg collection. Yeah. Right, baby girl. Oh, 
again. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's no, fine. No, it's fine. It's all part of. Uh, um, it's all relevant. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, and then we had the egg, yeah the egg collection, and then we went home sort of two days later, didn't we? Yeah. The egg can fly the same day, but we we so the first time we went out for a week, and then the second time they just said you can come. I had a baseline baseline scan. Um, for the transfer, I had a baseline scan here. Mm-hmm. Again, sent them the, the results, um, and then I know, I know. <laughs> um, and then they scanned me when I was over there and said, "Right, yep, yeah, you're you're Perfect. right at the right time." Yeah, and then we'll you know we'll do the transfer on this day. So we, they did, and we we went. I went out with my mum, so we went out for about five days. Just yeah. So we were over there. Yeah. Of course, if there's any delays or anything, but they do say you can fly there and fly back on the same day. Wow. Um, if you know, if you if you if you need to. Yeah. But obviously, it's a not not very practical. Yeah. Um, and then um, and yeah, so then came home and then that was that must have been October. Yeah, middle yeah. of October wasn't mm. it? Yeah. Begin. Yeah. Middle October because we did the must know end of October because we did the test on the ninth of Ju- ninth of November. Yeah, ninth of November. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. What a nice early Christmas present. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't tell you until January, could we? Yeah, yeah. We had a we had a New Year's Eve party and had to sort of. Yeah. I think most people did know at the, the New Year's Eve party. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have did that they, many there. They'd yeah. all yeah. cut and yeah. done. Everybody knew. Yeah. 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 Just just had a few people. Yeah. And they had to say, "Oh, yeah, I'm not drinking." <laughs> <laughs> And John, we were just learning how you kind of became a celebrity when you tweeted about Sophia's, uh, Sophia's arrival. Yes, that was a bit crazy. Yeah. I just put the tweet up. I, don't really, I didn't have many followers at all, so I, I didn't really expect much. Um, and then my phone just kept buzzing in my pocket all day, hmm. day after she was born. Yeah. So I turned off notifications. And then a few days later, it had 130,000 likes nearly. Wow. Um, just crazy. Yeah. Thousands of retweets. Just, yeah. Madness. Insane. So, um, John, like the, you know, like during the whole, like this has been a long, long process, right? Yeah. You know, lots of uh, attempts and lots of different uh, things, wherever. Like, d- did you talk about it? Uh, I know you said you guys were pretty closed and you, you talk about mm-hmm. it with friends and family yeah, and stuff I, like I that. I we were pretty close about the whole thing. Yeah, I, yeah I didn't really talk to anyone about it. Anyone? Um, I didn't like it when people tried to bring it up with me either. People mm. started asking about it. I just, I just didn't want to talk about it at yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, but it's a lot easier now she's here. Like now she's here, I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm happy to go through everything really. Yeah. But I just didn't want to talk about it yeah. until then. And obviously, it's really a physical thing for women going through it as well. But for you, you're still there. Like, how did you feel emotionally watching Jen? Like, it all affects you, but also you're watching Jen like going well, that's through. That's the hardest bit, isn't it? Yeah. You feel yeah, you- the egg collection is a, is a lot. You don't realise it how much the air collection takes out of the woman. Yeah. So Jen was on gas and air after each after each one. Yeah. And I'm sitting there with a watching her in a lot of pain. So that was hard, the transfer. Mm. You know, it's yeah, it, it, it was hard. It, it, it's hard every step of the way, but yeah. then, you know, she's here now and she's noisy. Yeah, because I, I, you know, with me and Becky in, on our sort of side of things like being the guy i just feel like a bit useless like i can't really do much do you know what i mean like a, apart from you know do what do what the you know go to the appointments do what yeah. i'm told like you know there's try and be positive and things like that i just it seems to be a thing that pops up with a lot of couples like the guys yeah, are trying... you've got to do you've, you've got to be positive you've got to be there for becky um mm. like i was there for jen because i think if i just if I'd wanted to give up, then if I, was like, if I just couldn't do it, you know, mm. I said, well, I wasn't supportive, but I'd just given up. Mm. So you've just got to, and just be aware that there's going to be extreme lows during that time, and yeah. you just not expecting it, like, and you don't know what's going to be the trigger either. Yeah. Off the, with Jen, it was whenever when a friend or family member got pregnant, she found it really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Understandable. Mine could um, be then, just like if there's not chocolate in the house, and then I blame it on everything else. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just that trigger, isn't it? That, yeah. Uh, that something small that happens that you just go, oh, everything's, mm. yeah. it's the end of the world. But there's always a tomorrow and there's always yeah. another day. Yeah. So yeah. it might Absolutely. be terrible right now, but yeah. it'll get better, hopefully. 
just keep on flying, keep targets of what you wanted to do and went by and yeah. um, you know, just kind of slip and then But not uh, not because it's obviously still waiting for appointments, so it's, yeah. it's not like I want a baby by this time. No, I know, but just yeah. Maybe maybe you could um tag uh, a Wales Institute uh, Wales Fertility Institute in that in that tweet that got millions of followers and, <laughs> yeah. and let them know that we're available whenever they're ready <laughs> I suppose you're right though John it's good to have like an idea of what you want and when I because sorry. Yeah, sorry that's okay I was just no, gonna no, say <laughs> I'll see if he says right. yeah. try now it's good to um, have an idea of what you what your idea is and when because like you've had, um, where you've had your three treatments on the NHS, your three cycles, then you had to make choices. So at that stage, yeah. if you get to that stage, then you need to have like an idea of what, what you're willing to do next. Because yeah. I suppose yeah, for listen, some... I, we haven't really reached a stage where we were ever thinking about giving up. But I think if yeah. this Greece trip hadn't worked, we had one more cycle with what we paid for with Greece. And then if that hadn't worked, we may have started looking at other options such mm. as adoption or egg, uh, donor eggs or something. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's your last resort, but it's it's good to know that it's it's there if you need it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not the big. I mean, obviously, it's great that you know it's a biological child, but yeah. if we'd adopted one, we'd have loved it just the same. Yeah. But, I mean, you never know in the future we might, mm. but yeah. You know, it's yeah. It's just it's good to know that it is there. If yeah. You, Mm. Not the number of potential brothers or sisters we got. Well, yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. yeah. So, how do you have um, eggs still on in the freezer, chilling? We've got seven. Ooh. Uh, they'll, they'll be putting in three goes, so it'll be a two, a two, and a three. Yeah. Um, and we've decided now that that's it. If those seven result in no more kids, and that's it, it's us mm -hmm. two and Sophia. Yeah. And we're happy. Um, obviously, if the first two results in twins, which is every chance it could. <laughs> yeah. Then we're not then we've yeah. got a decision to make about the last five because I don't think we're going to want more than three. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah. we don't know. We have, if, if, there's eggs, if there's eggs left over and we're happy with our family, then we'll probably be donating them. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's nice. That's a good thing to do. Really generous. Well, decision we've got to make. Yeah. yeah. We'll, yeah. See how, we'll, say, we'll see what happens. Yeah. We, may have the, we may not end up with any of the first two, so we'll, go, we'll have to yeah. go for the last three are going together because they're not the best quality. Yeah. They're, not, they're not bad either. Though, they're so, not yeah. bad quality. Do you know that you mentioned twins? When we've spoken to people about us having IVF, the first thing people say to me is, "Oh, you might have twins." And I'm like, I think that'd be awesome. It would be awesome, but I love the way they make out like you can just order. Mm. Yeah, put two in, just get. But that's well, actually. Well, you can. Yeah, yeah. Statistically, having twins obviously is higher, especially if you're having two um, two embryos transferred. Yeah. But there's actually evidence to say, especially if you have um what they call ICSI, yeah. so the intercytoplasmatic sperm inject, whatever it is, <laughs> where they inject the sperm into the um, into the egg. Yeah. Well, you remembered all that. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, IVF, they just put the, put the egg and the sperm in a dish and then yeah. just wait for it to do what it does. Whereas ICSI, they inject the sperm. Yeah. And they say that because they've made a little hole in the egg, yeah. then it actually... Pre or pre, it's more likely to split. Yeah. So you're actually more likely to then get twins. Interesting. I, 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 identical twins. Like identical twins. Yeah. yeah. But obviously, if you have two transfers, then you're more likely to get non-identical. Quads. Or two pairs. Or two pairs. Yeah. Wow. So we're just gonna we're gonna see, but uh, we, we're happy. If it's just a fear, it's just a fear. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and you guys, you're up on the Wirral, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Well. Um, it's amazing to see like some positivity yeah. and like you've got this amazing little human being part of your family um with you now so the next time that me and becky are up because we go up quite frequently yeah we'll have to uh say hi maybe and yeah. uh i don't oh, know yeah, sure. have a catch up and oh uh, also i i haven't mentioned it on the podcast too much before but i am a photographer and i offer uh family portraits and stuff but oh, wow. i'd love to gift you one just just to celebrate, like, she's here. Like, you know Aww. what I mean? Like, that would be really kind of you. That's Thanks, nice, guys. yeah. Yeah, you. we can talk about that after. Yeah. But, yeah, we've kept you for a long, long time. And we really, really appreciate um, talking to you about everything yeah. that we've uh, talked about. Um, That's all right. And hopefully it's given a lot of people that are not at the end of the journey so far. For you. Like, you guys have got, like, an, an amazing little family. Um, and there's a lot of people that are sort of still on the way to, to get into there. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's a lot of uh, positive mm. words in there and a lot of things to hold on to and a lot of things to look forward to. So, uh, I hope so. Uh, yeah. 
it just helps, doesn't it? You know, just being in that situation where you, where everything's a bit rubbish, and then seeing someone that's been through the rubbish bits but arrived at the good bits, it just yeah. makes you feel a little bit better. And to be honest, you know, the, you say about the waiting, and obviously this COVID situation has affected so many people with waiting for treatment. When you actually get to this stage, yeah. the waiting doesn't matter. Yeah. And yeah. It, you don't care about the extra month or an extra yeah. two months. You, at the time, obviously, it's so frustrating. And all yeah. you want is the treatment start and the first appointment. But when you get this, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You, you don't care. Fine. Yeah, that's so true. You can say whatever. And Jen, um, that support group that you are, that you help with, I am yeah. based in Liverpool. Did you say it's the Hewitt yeah. Hewitt Foundation or something? Yeah. So we- once a month, they well before before COVID, uh, once a month, would they have a meeting? Mm-hmm. So they have someone to come in for the first. It's two hour meeting. Mm-hmm. The first half is someone to come in, like an embryologist or a consultant yeah. or we've had reflexology yoga uh, nutritionists you know those sorts Mm. of things yeah and then the second half of that meeting is everyone just to meet up and just talk about things yeah so Mm. it's just but there's also a facebook group the the thing there's two attached to the haiku actually there's one that's um i know i say open group the searchable group and then one that's a private group and it's just such a good support and it you know put in it sort of you know, well, I'm waiting for my first appointment, what do I need to know? Or what do I ask? And, you know, yeah. this didn't work this time. Can anyone suggest anything? Or, you know, and it, but it's also support for people who maybe come to oh, the yeah. end of their journey and decide they're not going for any more treatment and yeah. things like that. But it's got, you know, other people can offer lots of support. Yeah. So, so we so, can maybe share some of the, the links and information to that um, in like the public yeah, ones. So I was thinking. Allowed to go out, we yeah. could sh- if you send me over yeah. the link, we can share that with everyone so that, yeah. that people in the northwest or close to Liverpool could maybe access that support because it sounds amazing. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's such an amazing group. It is um, a private group. So you can't actually search. You can't find yeah. it unless you uh, you need to be added by someone. But I'll okay. can get you the information for the admins and the... Um, yeah. Because it's be a public. Yeah. I imagine yeah, there's a public-facing post somewhere and then you talk to them and then they add you yeah, to the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, it's run by John. Well, it, Normally, the, the physical meetings, the face-to-face meetings, are run by John, who's one, who's one of the councillors at the Hewitt. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's sort of there for the first half, and then leaves us to talk for the second half. Yeah. Um, oh. Um, oh, but no. there are people to contact um, for the group. So yeah, I'll I'll pass on those details if anyone wants. Those yeah. Details and, yeah, well, if, so people listening, if you go to the uh, YouTube chat. If you if you're listening to the, on a podcast, go to the YouTube and it'll be there. And if you're listening on YouTube or wherever, then all the links and yeah. everything will be in the description below. Yeah. Um, we will let you get your sleepy baby all settled and sorted <laughs> out. And yeah, thanks again for everything, yeah. guys. It's been really really oh, awesome chatting to you. Thank you so much. And I hope you get your appointment soon. Thank you so much. I hope it comes through. Yeah, I will. We'll be sure to let you know. And um, yeah, I can't wait to see you again in real life. <laughs> <laughs> have a nice night see you later bye so i hope you enjoyed listening to that episode i just wanted to put another little shout out because i forgot to in the beginning but wearing bobby t's it's all good clothing um yeah there'll be a link in the description bobby t is a good friend of ours and uh yeah it's uh it's all good clothing is in in memory to his brother Richard, um, and he's a good egg. He does lots of uh, positive things, especially in the community and stuff. So uh, go and check him out, basically, if you want some yeah. sweet, sweet T-shirts. Yeah, and that's not an advert. You're just endorsing him because you yeah. think it's cool, isn't it? Yeah, well, I do. Yeah, you paid for the T-shirt. Barry Bados, yeah. represent. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we hope you listened and enjoyed that. We hope you listened. Yeah. What have they been doing? It's just been... We hope you enjoyed it. Like, mm. I enjoyed hearing all about um, Jenny and John's story. It was a long yeah. um, journey, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, like... well, I, I knew kind of um, the the basic details about how Sophia came to be, mm. but I didn't know all the ins and outs, and I thought, like, it's there were long... some really interesting things that happened. And... It's a lot to go through. Yeah, they went through a lot. So but thanks some for listening. Positivity at the end, yeah. Which is good. And another thing that we learned from that conversation was that Fuzz needs a bit more teaching in recognizing babies' ages because <laughs> you didn't. I think you thought she like about four or something. 
<laughs> she wasn't for you. I was like, why, why didn't she read him? <laughs> no, I just couldn't believe that you didn't think she was like brand new. So you need a little bit of training because I think I'm good at ages because even like primary ages because I'm used to seeing those kids every day. Mm. But babies, I I just hyper aware probably at the moment, so I can tell when they're pretty fresh. I'm not that bad. I'm pretty well, good. I'm, you didn't realize that she's you were a big shocked. baby. Even yeah, but they admit that. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I still think you're generally not that good. You're like, oh, yeah, it's a baby. You don't really think about how old they are. Mm, what? Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. And in other news, um, well, we haven't got an update. It's a nope date. Yeah, so Wales Fertility Institute, mm. we are free. Wide open calendar. Anytime you want to give us a call, we'll come in. I'll clear yeah. whatever I've got on. I was that day. girl this week and I was like, oh, hey, um, just to let you know. What um, it is, yeah. No, I, <laughs> I just, I just I, phoned it up in case you lost my number. Yeah. By the way, we are available. No, I just said, you know, it's getting to the end of the month and I'm just being annoying. Have you any idea if you're close to what you said you would do and call us at the end of the month, Sounds basically. <laughs> no. Are you so, any closer to doing the thing that you said that you could do? <laughs> I didn't say it like that. But basically, they said they call us at the end of this month. So I was like, are you on no, track? Are you they on track for that? They, they said the end of this month or next month, didn't they? Yeah. So, yeah, I wanted a bit more detail. Mm. And they said they think it'll be the end of the month, definitely. So fingers crossed. Yeah. So we're going to wrap up. Wear a mask. Do your bit. Be good citizens. Yeah. Do, do all the social distancing. If you're stuff. listening in September 2020. Yeah, because we need everyone to do what we've been asked to do so that there's not a crazy outbreak again and our treatment gets delayed. Yes, it's selfish, but I don't care. We've been waiting a long time. <laughs> just wear a mask. Don't be a Wally. Becky, you're just going to stare at the camera like <laughs> I thought, scared. I thought you pressed good. Yeah, please wear a mask because we do just to get back into um redeploying its nurses etc and yeah we hope you enjoyed the podcast don't forget you can listen to us on youtube and um follow us on instagram and check us out on facebook at hoping mom and dad in a bit bye